Hey, Katie. Hey, Ben. Okay, so today we're going to talk about a law which is almost as difficult to pronounce as the word aesthetic is for me. You must be talking about Zipf's law. <laughs> Zipf's law. Yes, indeed. We'll talk about what that is in just a sec. But first, you are listening to Linear Digressions. Okay, Katie, what what is zip zip zips? Is that, <laughs> how, how is this spelled? Uh, okay, it's spelled um, uh, Z I P F. If you like, you can uh, call it the Zipfian distribution instead. So that's we're a saying, easier. So we're saying zip. Yeah. Zipf's law. Yes. Okay. It belongs I can say to it now. Mr. Zip. <laughs> what a what a name. Yeah, um, not a very common word, I'm sure. Zipf. And mm-hmm. as it turns out, that is what Zipf's law is about, is it's a, uh, a distribution that is about the frequency of words and how often they occur in language. Oh, really? Is, so it's, is it specifically about that? I think that's the, that's the use case that it was designed for. I think there's maybe some other applications, and there's actually a related law called, uh, or distribution called the Pareto distribution, which mm-hmm. has tons of applications. This one actually is pretty famous. Um, but the Zipfian distribution, most everyone, when they talk about it, they're talking about word frequencies. Oh, okay. So, so what does that mean? Is, is that like a certain number of words are, are used more frequently than other words or like there's a distribution somehow of the most frequently used word, like the word the or something? Yeah, exactly. So you can imagine that there are some words that are much more common in in any language, really. Words like the and a and I and as and these sorts of words, those are the English um, versions, but this is true of all languages. And the Zipfian distribution says that, okay, think of the the most frequently used word uh, in a given language. The second most frequently used word will be used about half as often as the most frequently used word. Okay. The third most frequently used word is about one third as often as the most frequent word. Uh, the fourth most frequent word is one fourth as often as oh, the most I'm frequent seeing word. A pattern and here. right on down. Yeah, so you have this long tail that kind of like tapers out almost as far as you want to go. Um, but obviously, most of the communication that's going on in the language is actually happening by means of the the most frequent words, which of course makes sense. But there's you know that's where like the real mass of the language really is is in the the most frequent words so actually while we're talking about words i i am going to and i've done this on my other podcast too geek speak um i've i'm just gonna talk about this amazing book that i just got and it's called um it's called thing explainer complicated stuff in simple words have you heard of it Oh my gosh, Ben, I am so excited in like three or four. This is uh, the XKCD guy, right? Yeah, Randall Monroe. Yeah, I am going to see him in, he's going to be in Chicago in like three nights. And that was why I had to reschedule our recording. Um, So I am (laughs) really excited. (laughs) That's amazing. So that's why we're recording on Monday night tonight. Not that it matters to any of our listeners, but but yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. So this book is... Basically, he has all of these drawings, amazing, beautiful drawings as as usual, a stick figure, but still beautiful. And um, he explains all these different things using the top thousand words that people use. So, for example, uh, for the Falcon 5 rocket, uh, it's called, the title is U.S. Space Teams Upgoer 5, because, <laughs> you know, there's no... 
the the word falcon is not one of the top thousand words and it starts by saying this is the only space boat that's landed people on another world space boat because the word rocket isn't in there and uh, actually if you look at the very back of the book he has the list of a thousand words that he decided for this book were the most common words that people would use um and uh just as a an interesting side note uh he writes there a lot of there are lots of different ways of counting how much people use a word you can look at what people uh use in tv shows or books or news stories and the letters they write or when sending computer messages uh and he goes on to talk about like how it's it's very difficult to figure out what is the most commonly used word or what are the most commonly used words because it depends on what your your corpus is right yep um one last thing i i love this attention to detail uh he doesn't ever use the word thousand he says the 10 hundred words people use the most because the <laughs> word thousand is not one of the top thousand words it does so. not make the the zip being cut off right exactly oh what um, a fun constraint i'm really i'm extra excited now to read this book if only you were in the same city as me i would lend this book to you well, I, I think I get a copy at the door uh, in a few days when I go to see him. No way, really? Yeah, and I get it signed and everything. It's going to be great. I'm really excited. I am so jealous. <sighs> you should be. Envious, envious. <laughs> I wouldn't want to deprive you. Uh, okay, so so you said a little while ago, um, and thanks for indulging me in, in that uh, digression. Um, a little while ago, you said that it's most commonly used for words, but... It's also used for other things, I assume? The Zipfian, yeah. When people talk about the Zipf's law, they're almost always talking about words. There's a rela- So Zipf's law has to do with the counts of words, which is obviously a discrete type of distribution. But mm-hmm. you can think of other things that are a little bit more continuous. Um, and that is those types of distributions, the, the, the kind of continuous analog of Zipf's law, is called the Pareto distribution. And this is mm-hmm. actually really famous and has tons of applications. Um, And so it's the same idea of um, sort of like the relative size of, um, you know, sort of like, for example, um, incomes are Pareto distributed. So Mm. the richest person in the world has, is that true? Twice as much money as the second richest person and and three times as much money as the third richest person might be true mm-hmm. um but they've they've done a bunch of studies of this um i think the pareto distribution one of the first things that they were trying to do was to describe the the distribution of people's incomes and net worths but it finds it turns out that it's also it's applicable to a lot of things it's applicable to things like the size of cities in oh, countries really? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the size of like the cities in the united states for example the biggest is new york and then los angeles and then i don't know what's next after that maybe chicago or <laughs> Dallas or something. Um, and, and they sort of like analyze this and they see how consistent it is with the Pareto distribution. They find this actually, you know, pretty close. I think there's also things like battle deaths. There's, there's all kinds of stuff that is, it seems like it would be really different, but they're all Pareto distributed. If Pareto's ringing a little bell for you, um, it kind of was when I was reading up on it. Yeah. I've heard that word before. Yeah, it's the source of, you've heard of the 80-20 rule in things oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. software development. Yeah, so that's maybe like you should explain 20, that. 20% of your customers will file 80% of the bug tickets or 80% of the, I don't know, uh, 
utility that you get out of a product or something like that. Uh, the idea is that 20% of the people will be responsible for, say, 80% of the activity. Right. So it's the idea that you have these, you have the power users, and then there's also kind of like the great mass of, of people who interact with your product a little bit mm. less uh, Yeah. And I, I see this on Reddit too, because I'm on Reddit, but I never really post. Right. And then there's mm-hmm. certain people who post a ton, a ton, ton, ton. Um, I'm part of the remaining 80% of people who don't really give very much, but uh, just consume. <laughs> yeah, I would bet a lot of money that the uh, things like comments and Reddit karma and things like that are also Pareto distributed. Wikipedia edits, I'll bet. I bet, yeah, Twitter followers, I bet. Although mm-hmm. Twitter can be a little bit weird because one person can have more than one Twitter account. Um, oh, yeah, no, like, all kinds uh, of like stuff you and because... me. We well, both only... have one and a half Twitter accounts. Oh, that's a good point. Of course, we've tweeted twice on that half of a Twitter account. Yeah, we need to be better about that. Yeah. Onwards and upwards. I don't know. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, right. No promises. That's the the Zipfian distribution slash um, Pareto's law. I love that. And, and I guess like, so tell me if I'm right or wrong. Uh, I get the feeling that we see the shape of this curve a lot, even if it's not exactly like the second person has half and the third person has a third and the fourth person has a fourth. Like there may be some kind of a constant in there that makes the the curve maybe a little bit less harsh or more harsh, but the, the fundamental shape is similar, right? Oh yeah, that's absolutely right. So they call this like an inverse power law type distribution. And so I said that for Zipf's law, for example, it's like, one half, then one third, then one fourth. And so it's usually something like one over some number to an exponent. Um, And it just so happens that like the exponent in Zipf's law happens to be really, really close to one. Um, But if you allow that exponent to like wiggle around a little bit, then yeah, you can fit, you know, even, even larger, you know, sort of classes of distributions with, with this sort of like more general law. Before we go, we want to give credit to uh, Alex Halblieb. I hope I said your name right. Um, he emailed you, us with this idea. Yeah, yeah. Um, we put out a call maybe a couple months ago asking for ideas, and this was uh, one of the ones that we got right away. And it's taken us this long to get around to it. We're sorry about that, Alex. <laughs> but it was a really good idea, and thank you for the inspiration. Definitely, and keep them coming. And uh, I, I do have to say that I have I have learned some things today. Um, but most notably, well, maybe not most notably, but notably, now I know how to say zipf. And I know an alternative for a thousand. I can just say ten hundred. <laughs> ten hundred. Sounds good. Linear digressions is a creative commons endeavor, which means you can share or use it any way you like. Just tell them we said hi. To find out more about this or any other episode of Linear Digressions, go to LinearDigressions.com. And if you like this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes so other people get to listen to this content too. You can always get in touch with either of us. Our emails are ben at LinearDigressions.com and katie at LinearDigressions.com in case you have comments or suggestions for future shows. You can tweet us at LinDigressions. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time.